Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, it's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. It's Luke Bly, but it's really known as Master Blywalker. How are you, my friend? Oi, oi, Savaloy, and hello there, Matty hello there. boy. Happy Star Wars Sessions Day. Whoop. Are you okay? Uh, I am okay. Dude, it is... I know our international listeners will say we don't know the meaning of this, but boy, it's hot over here. It's been so hot over the weekend uh, in the UK over here. It's like swelteringly hot. So I am uh, currently recording this with the windows open, which is new for me. Uh, trying not to uh, try not to perspire too much, but I'm okay, mate. I've had a good weekend. I've spent the weekend with uh, the Padawan. Um, mm-hmm. I've also been like cramming films in. I'm covering the Tribeca Film Festival, the prestigious film festival, as I like to call it, the uh, the Bly Becker Film Festival. Um, so I've been. Oh mate, that deserves a cheeky execution, surely. Like, what was that word cheeky... you just said, mate? A cheeky execution. Yeah, you said it twice. <laughs> not. Come on. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, we're, we're pl- we are playing it twice. We oh, go. well done, mate. That's class. Thanks, class mate. Act, so I've man. been watching some uh, exceedingly good and some average movies. But um, yeah, so I've had a lovely weekend, my friend. But yeah, very hot. How about you? How uh, are you keeping Bazardin safe? Uh, yeah, Bazardin is safe. Uh, my leg is uh, repairing slowly. <laughs> Every day seems to be a wee bit stronger. So that's all good. And other than that, mate, just soaking up all the Star Wars goodness that's been happening. It has been a, a busy Star Wars couple of weeks, isn't it? It has been absolutely crazy. Yes. Uh, Bad Batch on Friday, that was lit. Uh, go listen to our recap. Yes. Uh, it was great fun. Uh, do you know what, mate, boy? We got a lovely message in the inbox earlier, right? And I- I'm going to have to cover like a few uh, Patreon-ish stuff, stuff kind of things. But um, yeah, huge shout out to jack colombo aka admiral jack bar for joining our patron at the high ground tier what a spicy sick ed welcome to the session squad main nice one jack it's over sessions jack has the high ground yeah that's the rest we underestimate your power mate yeah thanks mate Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming jibber jabber is going to drop in the next few days and we've got hundreds of hours of wicked content to be uh diving into so jack Admiral Jack Bar, thanks. Yes, and and I wanted to give a cheeky shout as well to Jack and Lara, yes. um, because Lara has been a Patreon and listener for ages as well, yeah. and so so well Jack's been a listener, but he's just jumped on the Patreon. So King again, and Queen. shout out, mate. And they're basically, I think they're moving from Florida to Washington State, right? Mm-hmm. They're doing this huge road trip, so they're going from the world. southeast to the northwest of the continental usa which is 
mental and they've been listening to the sessions on the road <laughs> matty boy matty boy they've listened to a total so far so far they've listened to a total of 14 hours <laughs> of our podcast oh, on man. this one road trip for that you might as well you might as well have just flown us over to sit in the back seat and we could have done it for you in the back seat if you can't. <laughs> wow that's unbelievable yeah. let us know what those old episodes sound like as well but that is unbelievable firstly congratulations on the move it's a big old move so let's hope that goes well and i'm sure it will uh but honestly 14 hours of the old episode that's uh that's unreal and i always say to luke you know we're just a couple of fellas it's amazing people even want to listen to us so that uh that that, that sort of story always kind of gets me so honestly thanks for that guys i hope you I hope it uh aided you on your long old journey yeah jack and lara always on the move <laughs> <laughs> another happy landing another happy landing yeah the old oh, guys surely you, jack lara you need to do that when you actually settle into your new place <laughs> in Washington state, you know, wherever you're going to be going. Uh, and then there's, it's been the euros, the euros have kicked off and we've, yeah. we've had our fantasy league, which is great for a little bit. Matty, for a little bit, I was top of the league. You were just, for the, you, you were the, uh, you were leading the pack after the first game. And as far as I'm aware, I'm kind of a, you know, I'm, I'm in the top tier, which doesn't happen for me. I mean, football's coming home, uh, as we all know, <laughs> but it almost seemed like it was coming home to Sessions HQ at one point. It is, mate. Who's, uh, I think Ollie is at the top at the moment. Oh, big boy, boy Bartram. Yeah, so I think he's at the top. But that is so much fun. And then the Discord server, we're all chatting about it. We're all having bants over it. it it's just been great, man. So um, if you have, if you already have a Euro 2020 um fancy football league like team and you're in another league come join ours as well it's yep. great fun and also if you want to join the discord server let us know um and that is pretty much the gist of it matty boy i think you've got you have you got one more thing to say? i think yeah. you have other than i'm gonna win that euro 2020 league i'm just oh, bold in my yeah. i've been in fifth place since the first game so i'm i'm waiting for my move you know i've, I've done a marathon and i know it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I know how to do this. You watch me sink now. Um, just for final point, I just wanted to shout out to uh, Penguin Random House for the advanced copy of the latest High Republic book, which comes out at the end of the month, The Rising Storm by Cavan Scott. What mm-hmm. a beautiful front cover this thing has got. Um, that arrived in the last day or so. So I'm going to be sinking my teeth or my eyes into that. And there will be a un- the standard non-spoiler review will be out at the end of this month for what i thought about the latest in the high republic series so uh yeah thank you to the legends at penguin random house and with that it seems like we've covered up covered enough news for uh an entire episode but don't don't think you're getting away but i can hear the chimes of big ben kenobi in the background which you know only means one thing mate it must mean my boy it is the galactic news round According to Tamara Morrison, the book of Boba Fett will confirm where the bounty hunter has been since the Empire Strikes Back. The Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X next gen upgrade is available now. And according to an interview with the Sydney Morning Herald, Taika Waititi hopes his Star Wars movie is his next project.
this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Right, we say we've had a busy news week and we've given you a, an episode's worth of news already, but the fun doesn't end there. No, this isn't the end. This is just the start of some more news. It's been a busy news week, like Luke said up top, in the galaxy and uh, we thought we'd be remiss to not cover the kind of three major topics that have come over the last sort of 10 days, which we haven't covered on the show. And um, there's been some, as we'd say, spicy offerings and some which have caused some great excitement in the fandom and some mm-hmm. which may have caused a few uh, moments of heartache. But it's getting busy now, isn't it, mate? It's heating up. Yes. Uh, some may say that with all this news, this is where the fun begins, Matty boy. So that's it. <laughs> that's, that's all I wanted to say. I didn't think of anything else. <laughs> but no, we've got we've got quite a few things to get through. Uh, and I suppose we should just jump straight into it, shouldn't we? Because there's loads to, to get through. Um, Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon Jinn himself. Uh, appeared on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Matty Boy, any? can you do us a Liam Neeson impression quick? I will find you and, and I will kill you. <laughs> that was, oh, uh, yeah. Le- that hey. was Liam Neeson. He will find you Liam and Neeson. he will kill you. It's just like Tolkien-esque Irish of mine. It's it's, it's not yeah. really very good. Hello, Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Liam. Hello, come oh, out yeah. for tea and scones, Obi-Wan. Yeah, come on to my sh- shack. Yeah, Liam, uh, am I an Obi-Wan? I don't know. Am I in, am I in Obi-Wan? I don't know. Uh, what, what is I this Star Wars? <laughs> Our Irish listeners got mental. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, ah, it's all good. Uh, Mabel, should we play this clip to get started, mate? Yeah, let's hear what Liam Neeson actually sounds like. This is what he said on Jimmy Kimmel. Liam Neeson, the man who taught Batman to fight, is with us right now. Oh, Liam, you know, you said that you got a couple more action movies up your sleeve. I wonder if you have any... Um, like Star Wars TV shows up your sleeve because Obi-Wan Kenobi is in progress right now. And I'm wondering if you're going to be on that. Yes, I, I heard uh, Ewan McGregor was going to do a, a series. Um, no, I don't think so. No, I haven't been approached. You they know, don't have enough. The thing about it is <laughs> you said you have or you haven't been approached about it. They, I, I haven't been approached. I, I see. Haven't. Interesting. Because the thing is, is that, I mean, you're such a good actor, you could easily be lying and we would have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a no. You say no. What a naughty boy Liam is. So that's what Liam actually sounds like. Um, No, no. So as Jimmy said, look, Liam could be a great actor. And for those who haven't seen that, well, he is a great actor. Let me just rephrase that. And he could be lying. Um, for those who haven't seen the interview, Liam Neeson was having a laugh saying, look, they haven't got enough dosh, they haven't got enough wonga, they haven't got enough money to afford me. All in jest. Yeah. Um, hence why Jimmy Kimmel was saying, look, you know, you're a great actor, Liam. You could be telling us a few porky pies here. So, but the headline here from what Liam Neeson has said, and again, a lot of people are believing, a lot of people are disbelieving him, uh, which happens an awful lot in kind of in this kind of social media world we live in now. See the whole Spider-Man no way home um, malarkey. But... Liam Neeson has said he hasn't been approached to play, to be in Obi-Wan, obviously, as Obi- as Qui-Gon Jinn, sorry. Um, that, to when I first saw the headline, I thought, oh, oh no. But then I watched the video, 
And I was like, well, he's clearly having fun. Doesn't mean doesn't mean he's lying. But then I also thought he's not. He, he can't say anyway. But the headline is Liam Neeson ain't in Kenobi. Luke, good news, bad news, sad news. Right. Okay. Um, at face value, I I do feel a wee bit disappointed. But it's one of those mm-hmm. things where it's like it, it it I almost expect it. So you know, whatever happens, I'm almost bound to be disappointed. You know, those, you know, those ones, mm-hmm. right. Where sometimes expectation actually can, can, can ruin the reality of, uh, the, the, something you've been in, anticipating for a while, but Matty boy, that aside, that Liam Neeson, he's having, he's having a laugh, mate. He's lying. <laughs> he's lying. Oh. That's, what, that's what Ewan McGregor did for like years. For years, Ewan McGregor couldn't go anywhere and be like, oh, yeah, uh, Ewan Kenobi. Uh, no, not heard anything, not heard. Oh, come on, mate. Come on. Mm-hmm. And what, what happened when it was announced? It was like, oh, I've been keeping this secret for years. Yeah, that's right, because yeah. Kenobi has been in development for time, mate, boy, yeah. for a long time, long, long time. And I don't know, it just feels... It feels right. And, and, and for those who haven't seen this video, the video is up on YouTube, but let, let me just describe it for you because it's a, it's a bit of an effort watching it all. Um, you know, there is a bit where he says, no, 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 not approach me. And Liam Neeson has a laugh and he goes, not enough of, of this. And it's cut off because of like the whole zoom thing. Um, but he goes, not enough of this. And he's doing like the, the, the money sign with your, with your fingers, with your hands, you know, and it's, he's just having a laugh. He's just having the crack, you know, it's just, it's how it is. And I got from that vibe and his reaction or, or, or shall I say lack of reaction. Mm-hmm. To Jimmy Kimmel's second point, where he's like, "Well, you're a great actor. You could just be lying to us." Yeah, like Lindsay's like, "Didn't he, he?" Right? He just smirked. He did, he didn't really react to it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, come on, mate. Yeah, come on, mate. I don't come know. On, mate. Come on, mate. It's uh, I always not. find these questions kind of a bit frivolous, a bit pointless as well. Same as we talk, we mentioned football up top. You, you just won three 0 and the interviewer says, "How do you feel after winning the game?" Like, well, what do you expect them to say? It's and it's the same as with this. We know that if Liam is going to be in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now he's under the strictest of NDAs and he's no way is he going to say, oh, well, actually I am in it. Sorry, sorry, Jimmy, I should have mentioned that up top. I'm in it. No, he's not going to say either way. So I know we, uh, Jimmy's just doing his job. Jimmy's asking the question that people want want him to ask. Uh, mm-hmm. Fans like mm-hmm. us want, you know, we, we, we'd be almost, we'd be disappointed if he wasn't asked. And then we obviously have the disappointment of hearing Liam say, no, I haven't been approached. And we think, right. oh no, that's this is this is it now. This is bad news. But then you kind of sit back and think, well, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say he's definitely lying or he's not. But he, either way, he can't say. He can say no, and then at the end, he can turn around like you and did and say, actually, yeah, I lied. But he can't turn around and say yes and then be like, oh, I lied. You know, he, the only thing he can't say is yes, even if he wants to. Uh, so it is a bit of a, uh, a an odd question to be asked, and I can't for a minute believe that they haven't even considered it obviously that's the difference between considering and approaching but we all know the listeners know that you know kenobi is spending his time in the tatooine desert he has communed with uh qui-gon anyway yeah. uh, we knew that from the end of revenge of the sith yoda's learned to do it and he's going to train obi-wan 
suggest that, and that, and that is in as uh, certainly as Luke calls it the the top tier canon films say that. So I can't believe for a second that not even Ewan McGregor was like, do you know what? Wouldn't it wouldn't it be right to have Liam Neeson come back? He came back in the Clone Wars, so I yep. think that if Liam Neeson is telling the truth, and again, there's just as much chance that he is, this is a I think a huge missed opportunity, a massive missed opportunity. And I'm not going to lie, fella. If I watch Obi-Wan next year, whenever it's coming out and what the four, five, six episodes is going to be. And Liam Qui-Gon isn't in it. He'll probably be mentioned, but if, if I don't, if if Liam Neeson isn't in it in some way, shape or form, whether that's just his voice or a, you know, force ghost or whatever it might be projection, um, I will be really disappointed and and I will think it's a massive missed opportunity to tap into the psyche of Obi-Wan and also tie up the prequels with this, uh, into, into the OT era a bit more. And it would properly for me, properly flesh out the character of Obi-Wan that we can go back and watch a new hope and think, you know, this, this is, this Obi-Wan is a byproduct of his time in Tatooine of, uh, watching over Luke of communing with Qui-Gon and that it would add so much more and to the prequels as well, that, I would be sorely disappointed. I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't go online and start a, uh, a hashtag against it all, but I would be yeah. disappointed, mate. I would be. No, no, I, I, I feel yeah. I, I think I feel the exact, the exact same really. And mm. uh, I don't know. It's, um, it's one of those, you know, it's, it, it just seems like such an obvious story thread. Yeah. There's, there's a few things where you're like, you know what, with Kenobi, this, this is an odd one. I th- and I think the story for this is actually going to be quite difficult and has mm. been, quite difficult yeah um but with with the, with the qui-gon stuff that almost seems like a easy it seems like low-hanging fruit you know like oh, yeah. you, you pick that they up mention off, it, they set it they set it up in revenge of the sith yeah, exactly. that's what you said you know oh yeah, yeah. i've learned to communicate you know communicating with now like these force ghosts or force beings you know whatever qui-gon is at this stage and just think matty boy this could be the first reunion we've had of these guys Oh. On, on, on in in the Star Wars world in in the flesh since 1999, honestly, and then you chuck in Hayden in another episode with you and you suddenly get in on something we never either. thought would happen. And you're right, what you're saying is correct there, though. So, as fans, we love to speculate on, oh, wouldn't it be cool if this character turned up? And sometimes they are very reaching in our in our theories and hopes. But this one, yeah feels made like you said it, it doesn't feel like oh wouldn't it be cool if if qui-gon showed up it almost feels like yeah. it could not should happen because it should fit the story but this in this almost feels like the story fits the need to have qui-gon in so it's an interesting one dude and uh, uh yeah Li- uh, liam neeson is a wonderful actor so uh, let's hope his little smirk was this his way of saying you know ask me ask me in a year's time yeah, let's hope so, matey boy. Let's hope so, because I'd love to see that Irish prince. Um, <laughs> mate, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, mate, there, there's been some other news in the Star Wars universe too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a wee bit closer to home. Uh, and or casting news. Now, something kind of big uh, happened, and I feel like this has been not, not upstaged by the other news, but I, you know, I am going to say that it has kind of been upstaged by the other news. Uh, it, it, remind me of his name. Is it Stellan Skarsgård? Stellan Skarsgård. Yes. Right. He, he went on, um, public Swedish radio. I forgot the name. I think it is called, uh, radio Sweden effectively. 
Um, and it's like their public radio equivalent to the BBC. He went on there and I, I listened to the interview in Swedish, actually, not that I can understand like <laughs> a million percent of it. Uh, but you could hear they were talking about them uh, filming in London. London was brought up a lot. Uh, and I assume Stellan is probably living out in the UK as uh, most of the uh, and or mm-hmm. crew probably living in London uh, for the most part. And he dropped the bombshell, mate boy, that Forrest Whitaker is involved in the project. He is in Andor. Um, <laughs> so you know what that means, Matty boy. He, he's not playing another character. He's nope. playing our boy Saw. Please! <gasps> Andor! Rebellion! Because he'll be, because he'll be, I'm, I'm creating the dream! He'll have his little pet with him. Paul Gullet, come! We Mate, walkies. I hope, if we see a baby bull gullet, we see I'm going to go mental. I am going to go mental, mate. Can I'm, you imagine oh. that? Can you imagine? I just can't wait for him to say, Mon, Mothma. And just keep Mothra, sorry. Keep saying all these, Moth is Mothma. And ask Mothra as the big moth in <laughs> Godzilla. I just want to hear him say all these different characters' names just so he can oh. um, meme them on the show <laughs> God, yeah. horribly. Mon, Mothma, cargo pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Mon, Mothma, alliance leader. Local uh, go, huh? Yeah, this is a disrespectful one, but yeah, obviously he's come back as Saw. It doesn't make again that that this is another one that makes perfect sense to me. The ultimate kind of rebel, if you will, Saw Guerrero. Um, certainly in the early days, it make this makes perfect sense. And he said that he shared scenes with Forrest Whitaker, so he couldn't have been any more like spoilerific. Oh, by the way, spoilers for Andor if you didn't want to know. I that. Know. But, um, yeah, he said he shares scenes with Forrest Whitaker. As Saw Guerrera. This one is a bit of a no-brainer to me, though, dude. Uh, the question is, though, uh, which, are you excited to see Forrest back in the flesh of Saw Guerrera? For me, mate, boy, it just kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like so, like that in, in, in our canon, in the Star Wars canon, it just seems like our boy um, Saw, he, he, he has a big target on his back, you know? Mm-hmm. He has a big target on his back, and he's... I don't know. He, he seems people love to talk about him, whether it's the empire, whether it's the rebellion. So I think, you know, Andor, a rebellion uh, themed series set during this era pre Rogue One. Yeah, it makes sense, mate. It makes sense. And am I excited? Yes. As long as, well, do you know what? I was going to say, as long as it's not too hammy, the character is hammy <laughs> and it is, is over the top. That is kind of what Forrest Whitaker did. Counter. That's what yeah. Forrest Whitaker does a lot. Again, Oscar winning actor, but he he has been known to get into his role somewhat. I'm thinking in Rogue yeah. One, when um, Jin sees the the hologram, the message from Galen, and she falls to her knees, and Forrest is like, "Come, get up." Um, he doesn't say that, but then Cassian <laughs> comes to um, Cassian comes to like grab her because they've got to go. He he and Saw don't say anything to each other. I don't think they just look at each other. And again, that doesn't mean anything. But I was just trying to think: did they have any lines? But they just shared a look. So hey, maybe they are going to meet as yeah, well. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, doesn't matter. They yeah, don't, good, but maybe they will. It's a good point. It's a good point. But yeah, I'm. I think I'm excited. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to overthink it, but I think it, it's one of those things that actually just makes a bit of sense. We're going to see some Rogue One actors in this, yeah. aren't we? So oh, that's dude, what and it, it, it makes sense. It's you know, it's it's going to tie into the best Star Wars film. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see uh, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker back because it, obviously it's going to be sore like pre cybernetics and everything. So that's also another way of looking mm, at it. It's going to be a different Saw Guerrero. So will he be quite as ah, 
or not. True, uh, so true. That, more like, like Fallen Order. More like the saw we see in well, Fallen yeah. Order and Rebels. Yeah, it's more right? like, a, it's more like a, a gang leader, which is, you know, and, and, and he plays that off really well. Forrest Whitaker, is, uh, he, he pulled that off well in Fallen Order. And the voice he used, which was his own one, fit and it sounded good it didn't take me out of the game whatsoever um mm-hmm. the next one though dude is one which uh we've been instructed not we're not us but the world has been instructed to take with a pinch of salt however mm-hmm. this now is the one that got me excited uh the potential is immeasurable for this one but word on the street has it that director krennic ben mendelson will reprise his role in and or play actor Krennic again. This hasn't been uh, confirmed by anyone. There hasn't been any like set leaks or anything like this. So this is this could just be a pipe dream. It could be somebody who has inside knowledge. We don't know yet. But word on the vine is that Ben Mendelssohn Mendo is coming back to play Krennic, and this gets me excited because I loved Krennic in Rogue One, and having read his story of him and Galen and Catalyst, he's such a cool character. Where he's not, he, he just wants. He's just like one of those guys who just wants to do a good job and get recognised for it, which is what they kind of showed in Rogue One. But he, his battles and duels with Tarkin as well, he's such a good character, an interesting character, especially in the hierarchy and the ranks of the fledgling Empire. Um, I'd love to see an, an earlier take, slightly earlier take on Krennic and what he was up to in and around the Death Star uh, construction. But dude, question again, Mendo, Mendo or Mendno? Oh, what a question. Uh, I'm thinking, I think with Mendo, you know, it's a bit of a different one. Mendo? Mendo? Mendo! <laughs> uh, I think it's a bit of a different one, you know, mm-hmm. because I really do love Krennic's story and arc in Rogue One. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe we can see. I just don't want to want to overuse him. And mm-hmm. I can't, I can't see Mendo coming flying all the way to the uk just to film a bit of andor like for a minor role well there's you, that, i don't there's, know there's that he has said he wants to reprise the role again but again it depends on it would depend on how big that role is but and they haven't yet i don't think they've set up the volume in australia yet or sydney like they're going to they said at the investors day that they're going to expand to australia it, mendo might be in hollywood for all i know but if he's back in his homeland I don't know if the volume set up there or not for him to do scenes. If if there is a volume in Sydney or Melbourne, then the, it, it uh, opens up the chances exponentially. But um, it's a good point. It's a good point. It depends how much he wants to reprise the role in these strange times. It's a funny one because I'm trying to see if these guys um, are in the UK at the moment. And there's a good chance Forrest Whitaker could be uh, mm-hmm. in the UK, um, especially because he was in France. Uh, only last month right so he was in he was in europe he was in europe with mendo you know coming because is he based out of los angeles or or is he in australia does he it's, go it's to and a from a bit or? of both really because he does a lot of australian films still um right. he did one last year called baby teeth which was wonderful uh but he also and also does a lot of american television as well so i think i think he's more based out of australia but again, okay. that, that's just based on, you know, what he's been doing in recent years. It just seems like, as we know, with how productions are, are going at the moment and uh, what the teams had to do for Andor alone, you know, that mm. to come over like um, Cassian, old Diego Luna, went back for the holidays or sort of Christmas period, yep. uh, back to the States uh, or, or, or uh, Latin somewhere in Latin America, I think, visiting family. So 
you know what? Don't take that as gospel. But he wasn't in the UK. And then he came back to the UK, as with a lot of the other staff. And they had to quarantine for two weeks and then mm-hmm. they had to film. Like, you know, it just seems like a lot of effort unless Mendo is doing something major in the series. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if the rules around that has, has changed at all, but I just don't see it happening, mate. No, I so don't you're see on it happening. The other side. I, Would you like it to happen or? I, I, I'm a, do you know what? maybe yeah. it'd have to be right i don't want it to of be course. forced i don't no, want it no. to be forced and i don't want it just to really just feel like a rogue one kind of mini me <laughs> you know yeah um, i know what you mean mate like, if I'm you see really james is going to be in it then you think oh come on i, I feel a bit indifferent mm-hmm. and if anything i'm leading toward no thanks yeah which i'm surprised at actually but. no that's fair enough it, obviously it all comes down to how well they do it and how well it's uh <laughs> executed oh oh yeah. How, but it, for me there's a chance to have mendo back is an actor of that quality excites me and obviously you say oh, what you're saying is true i don't want it to just be like the rogue the prequel to rogue one necessarily which is in itself was a prequel obviously i don't want it to be that some would make sense like forrest whitaker and saw guerrera fledgling rebellion that makes sense mendo I mean, if they, if he was going to be the villain of the piece, fine. But we kind of know what happens to him, so that a lot of the stakes are taken out. Um, another actor they're bringing back is a dude called Duncan Powell, who played uh, Melch in uh, Sergeant Melchie, sorry, in Rogue One, the Scottish dude. Um, yeah, uh, he, so he's coming back. He's the one who's like, "I'm, I'm going," and then gets shot. Um, but, yeah. I, I, he, but he had <laughs> a few lines. He, he breaks Jin out of prison. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Basically. He has a few lines. He has a few moments. It's not like just some random geezer. And uh, he he and Cassian have a backstory. That's what the the production notes have said, that um, Melshi and, and Andor go way back. So I'm not sure. I can't remember where they pulled that from, but that's what they said in terms of the Andor series. So, uh, so Duncan Powell's coming back. But again, that is, and he's been seen on set as well. That's not one that's going to, that doesn't really feel like a kind of like you say, a mini me, does it? That feels more like just bringing one of the soldiers in who was then on the Battle of Scarif. Yeah. 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 I think that just makes a lot of sense, mate. Mm-hmm. I think it lo- makes a lot of sense. And again, it's, it'll feel a bit more cohesive with Rogue One uh, mm-hmm. and in, in a good way because this guy isn't just any other soldier. Obviously, he, he, he seems like he has a bit more responsibility than your average volunteer in the rebellion. Right. Yeah. And so, Therefore, I think it's warranted. It's cool. Good bit of news, mate. Good bit yeah. of news. We'll take that. And we mentioned this a lot in the last w- news uh, round last week, but uh, Robert Ems, oh, Bobby Ems himself, who has, uh, he's an English actor. He was in uh, Atlantis most mm-hmm. uh, prominently and Jurassic World, his Dark Material, Chernobyl, uh, and a lot of other things and a few films. And he's, he's a stage actor as well. He has uh, joined the cast in some capacity uh, as well so what what robert ems will be doing i've n- no idea he's not i wouldn't say he's a household name to many people he's a local boy to me he's a surrey boy but mm. um another actor robert ems do you do you know anything about robert ems at all dude uh i know that he looks like a star wars character <laughs> not in a bad way not in a bad way but like if you just google image robert ems two ms uh yep. in ems um yeah he he he, he just he has that look to him where I'm like, yeah, I could see him in Star Wars, yeah. right? So, yeah, that's it, mate. That's it, really. To be honest, yeah, he, he looks like a he looks like a Star War, and Andor is ramping up 
production. It's been all over the United Kingdom. It's been up in Scotland. It's been way down in Dorset in England. It's been in London. It's been in Lancashire. Uh, it's recently been in Surrey as well, uh, in Jelly's Hollow in Guildford in Surrey. This was news that our friend of the show, Bespin Bulletin, broke, uh, gave us information about this Surrey. So I went down there to check on production. Uh, it has been there. It definitely was in Jelly's Hollow, which is where Beauty and the Beast was also filmed. And just walking around, I say walking, I was there for about 10 hours overall and uh, without water in the hot days. Silly idea, but uh, it, it feels Star Warsy. It feels mm-hmm. Star Wars. It has like a Takadano, Takadano vibe to it, but I don't know if it's the Beauty and the Beast connection, but there's something slightly magical about it, especially the hollow itself. It's extremely obvious when you see it. It's kind of real, really stands out. And if they film there, it's going to look great on the screen. So alongside Coraton in Essex, we've now got one close to us as well on the other side of the river in Surrey. So when we watch Andor, there's going to be a few locations, dude, where... um. You know, it's going to be fairly close to home. So we've, I know a lot of other people have this around the country and the world, but we'll have a little connection to it in our own little way. So Mate, you know, my, my hype for Andor is going up and up and up. And Andor's like a UK tour. Mm. You know, they're going in on British locations. Yeah. And like, not just studio, because like the, the loads of Star Wars stuff is yeah. obviously done in the studios in London. But yeah, nice to see, mate. Again, more locations for our boy Eve to... Um, to 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 visit because i know he's big on that so yeah mate all good all good yep i'll take that so uh did I had a little look for them couldn't find them but come back i'll buy you a pint diego or whoever so um one more bit of news though mate and uh this one this is a fun one wasn't it oh mate it was uh should should we play the clip from a cheeky youtube variety clip uh video uh pedro pascal and you and McGregor having a chit chat. Perfection, internet perfection. Let's play a mate, boy. Are you doing a third season? Have you shot a third season, or are you doing it now? We haven't shot. We haven't shot a third season. So confidentially, are you like? No, maybe I shouldn't. Oh no, maybe. <laughs> no, I, so anyway, let me tell you what's going on. <laughs> no, I know better than anyone. I've Say been, it. For years, I've had to not tell people about There's, Star Wars. Was um, so secretive. So they are. Um, yeah, the, the, we're going to be doing a season three. That's great. It's so loved. I tell you what, it's done. Is it? It's sort of, for me, because I'm about to start, I'm started doing this Kenobi series, and it's similar in the technology, what have you, but it pulled me back into the Star Wars world, the Mandalorian series, in a way I didn't expect. I, I had my experience doing it in the 90s, and it sort of blew me away how much I loved it. Mm, very cool. Very cool information there. Uh, Mandalorian season three, mate boy. What's going on? What is going on? It's not filmed. What? Were it meant to be wrapping by now or at least start filming? Uh, what's the crack, Matt? What is the crack? Ooh, the crack is Pedro was, uh, <laughs> has dropped the ball there, I think. But uh, right, that was a great great uh actors and actors chat that was uh between those two absolute kings and titans of star wars but of course yep uh in amongst the conversation the chit chat was uh the news that mando season three nothing has begun on that whatsoever you know there's nothing no they haven't started it yet 
Uh, Ming-Na Wen recently revealed that the book of Boba Fett has finished as, as wrapped filming. Certainly if, if there is going to be a season multi-season, then the first season has been wrapped. So they're definitely down on book of Boba Fett. We know they're filming Kenobi. We know they're doing Andor. Um, yeah. And Pedro Pascal, he is in the Last of Us series. He's uh, HBO's adaptation of the Last of Us. That is is as been uh, called his priority, and that's what he said. It was in the contract that the Last of Us is going to be a long. It's going to be a big shoot. That comes first. Nothing else gets in the way. So production was delayed slightly or retooled somewhat, so Pedro could play uh, Joel in the Last of Us. But there was obviously idea that the Mando was going to start filming soon sooner rather than later um, or at least early next year but at a minute it's you know they're not that will that you'd be lucky because i think the last of us starts in the next month or two and that's a big shoot it's going to be a big shoot hbo are pulling their resources into that so from the yeah. from what i'm understanding from this is mando season three may not even go into production until you know late next year so uh late next year or early 2022 a few few sources i think collider themselves have said early 2022 this thing might not go into production and of course if it goes into production in early 2022 they're gonna have they're gonna be hard pressed to get it out for late 2022 so you know there's a chance that we may not see season three for you know potentially within the next two years or uh, certainly the next year and a half or two years we may have to wait for the next uh season of mando at worst of course, we don't know what's... It's definitely coming. I, I don't take this as any kind of... Uh, anything to panic about. Nothing to worry about. Mando hasn't been cancelled. Um, I think they're just going to take their time with Pedro's other commitments. Because he's, he's a man in demand at the minute. Not just The Last of Us. He's, he's, a, he's a man in demand across films as well. I think they're just going to take the time with Favreau and Filoni. And obviously everything that's happened with uh, Gina Carano and the Cara Dune character. And all of that hoopla. I think they're now just going to take their time, retool season three. How can they go back and write this? How can they incorporate all these outside things that happen in schedules and whatnot? So for me, it's very, it's disappointing because I, I want to see all these new shows, but I've re- I want to get back into the world of the Mando man. I want to see those characters again, yeah. but it, none of this is, I don't think there's anything to worry about. There's nothing here to say that Mando's canceled because it isn't, and it never will be. Um, it's just, we might have to wait. A little bit longer uh, due to you know other scheduling problems, but it's disappointing. though. it's disappointing. But uh, it, to me, it's nothing really to get worried about. If they if they if they say, "Oh, we're not going to film it in 2022," oh no, suddenly I'm going to get a bit scared. But for now, it's just a bit disappointing for me. Yeah, no, I may I echo those feelings. I echo those feelings. Uh, but I'd rather them get it right. You know, this is this was a concern of mine i think a few shows ago i was saying you know it does irk me a little bit that there is so much going on in star wars at the moment you know and part of me couldn't believe that they could deliver so much quality mm-hmm. while there is so much quantity coming out of that lucas film conveyor belt because that's how, that's how it feels a wee bit i mean at the moment may boy or recently slash presently Three Star Wars series are being made. Yeah, three Star Wars series. That's a big deal. Boy. That's a huge deal. Andor, Obi Wan, Book of Boba Fett. Um, I, I'm going to revisit a thought on Book of Boba Fett in a moment, but no, I I I feel like 
as much as it is annoying and as much as this is actually a little bit out of the norm, you know, not tons of series take a, 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 like a three-year break mm-hmm. or a two-year break. Not many series do that, mate, boy. Mm-hmm. Not many series do that. Um, however, I would say let's wait and see what happens. Let's wait and see because – I was speaking to someone and they were saying, you know, just because he's working on Last of Us and just because that is a priority, it doesn't actually mean that he can't work on two things at once. Many actors do mm-hmm. do that. Uh, and it's Although it's not always first choice, there are people that work very hard and do that. So, okay, that's an option. Um, let's not forget as well that, you know, uh, Pedro isn't always in that Mandalorian suit. I know <laughs> exactly. he was... I know he was in uh, season two a lot more so, or that's what they're telling us. Um, but yeah, that's just something else to bear in mind. And there's something about that voice clip that we just heard, Mayboy, from that interview um, that, 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 that the lads did. <laughs> um, Pedro Pascal was saying, well, confidentially, he pauses, they have a bit of banter, a bit of laugh, it, you know. I think I know what Pedro Pedro was going to say. Go on. You want to know? Yeah. Okay. I know this isn't, this is just, is, is, this isn't a scoop. I don't know any information, but I think I'm just doing a little bit of an educated guess, to be honest. Uh, Pedro Pascal, I think is going to, he, he's done work for Book of Boba Fett. I, I really think that. I think yeah. he's done work for Book of Boba Fett. A lot of people online are referring to the Book of Boba Fett as almost like the Mandalorian season 2.5. Yeah. You know, so like a kind of a bridge between seasons two and three. And let's not forget, Matty Boy, Pedro Pascal uh, on Instagram on May 4th, 4th of May, Star Wars Day posted a photo of him in the Mandalorian armor. Now, that could have been an old photo, but also mm-hmm. he could have been on set, set for Book of Boba Fett because we've never seen that photo before. Um, just some thoughts, mate. Just some yeah. thoughts. What are you thinking? Well, I always enjoy your thoughts, mate, which is why I uh, quite enjoy Aww. you coming back each and every week for this show, mate. But, you know, uh, everything, uh, everything you said there is, is possible. I mean, there's nothing there. I mean... My my understanding with The Last of Us is that, you know, he's going to be out away, as in like away doing that. So the the actual potential to get back is similar to what we were saying with like Mendo. Like, is there any point coming back almost? But Is it in uh, London, is it? It's, don't think it's in London, no. Um, but it's kind of, it's far, my understanding is it's kind of like your Lord of the Rings type thing where the guys went over to uh, New Zealand and stayed there. I don't know where The Last of Us is filming, but I think it's that kind of thing where you are on set the whole time. Um, that's my understanding, hence why that it's been written in like contractually that that is all he can do. But like you say, though, things can change. Things can mm-hmm. change. Schedules can change. Something might happen. Hopefully it doesn't with that production, which frees up his schedule. And maybe he can go and do a bit of St. Mando. Um, but like you say, there's no reason why they can't do sh- other uh, s- uh, shots and, or sequences or even episodes of Mando. You know, you know th- th- he's not in every single scene. He's not in every single sequence, but um Given where we ended up on season two, obviously with a little baby going with Luke Skywalker, it seems to be like this may be a more Din centric season, uh, Din and like Mandor, Mandalore centric season. So maybe they do want him. Maybe he's going to have his helmet off. So they do need him more, but I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. Uh, again, I'm not worried. I mean, I, I look at something like Marvel. They've, they've managed to produce 
WandaVision, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. They've got Loki coming out at the same time that you've got um, Hawkeye is in production. You see all the stills there. Miss Marvel's in production. The What If animated series is in production. They can True. handle all these things. And they're not, again, these aren't small time shows. These are big budget um, shows, you know, piggybacking off the biggest cinematic franchise in history so it can be done it's just that frustrating thing of <laughs> why can't why is it always it like star wars we mentioned this on our um show a couple of weeks ago when we were speaking about rangers has it been scrapped I'm like, why can't star wars just juggle why can't they do project management i'll come and do it i'll juggle those plates for you um when yeah. other studios or other franchises seem to be able to do that but obviously maybe maybe there's more to it however i'm not worried by this it's just more kind of like a Oh, well, I wanted Mando this year. I'm so used to seeing Mando, but we're getting the book of Boba Fett in this, uh, this fall or this, uh, this holiday season. So that's exciting. Uh, like you say, Mando 2.5. So it's going to feel pretty similar next year. Uh, all, you know, going well, we're going to get Kenobi. We're going to get Andal. I assume to get both in the same year. So we're not going to be strapped for, uh, content, mate. We're going to have some new things, some new, uh, law to be diving into some more recaps for all you lot. I'm sure. So we've yep. got enough to uh, tide us over, and this does kind of feel very much like the uh, the calm before the big storm because we've got the beard bitch. We're doing that at the minute. We've got visions coming out at the end of the year, which is going to be a bit of fun. It's going to be pretty cool. But then we've got yeah, Boba Fett, Kenobi, Andor, three big hitters in a row. Which if a they Kenobi- all knock it out of the park, then damn, a Kenobi man. and a Kenobi and Andor both releasing next year. I would have thought so. Uh, I they, they've not officially they said haven't anything. officially said anything but as there any mini series like like maybe like uh kenobi so sorry kenobi's like what four to six episodes i don't know what it is there's no reason right. why they can't have that come out if it's ready this time next year and then and or come out in the fall like october november that's five months difference it's, there's no reason why they can't I don't, I, I don't i wouldn't want them to have these things ready and then say well Let's let's release them one a year because I don't think there's gonna I don't think there's any gonna be any kind of fatigue. Again, look at Marvel; they're putting show out after show out after. People are loving them, um, and and that's also being brought out at the same time as a Bad Batch and things like that. And previously, you'd have the Mando, then immediately you'd have One Division, then immediately you had Falcon. So, I think for Disney Plus as well, it is they need to. They can't just put one thing out, one of their big things out a year because they need to keep the subscribers coming in. They've got enough mm. stuff coming in the future. They've got the Mando probably coming out in 2022. So that's going to be enough. Who knows? The Book of Boba Fett may have a second season coming out and or season two might be coming out then. We've got all the other shows that they uh, have said. When, when's Lando coming out? When is the Acolyte and all that coming out, if, even when they are? When, when's the Droid story, or whatever it's called, coming out? <laughs> Everyone forgets about that for some reason. Not sure why. Um, <laughs> when's the Resistance follow-up? Oh, but... You know, you see the point. The point is, they've got enough stuff to see them through, like year on year now, where they don't have to put out like one, like Mando was just one season. That's all they bring out per year was just Mando, and then we'd have to wait the next year. Now they can bring out two things a year, and again, the Mar- Marvel has shown that you can bring out things like concurrently, one after the other, and people will watch them happily. It's the streaming world we live in, man. Well, so it, I would it's like a that. Funny one because. I don't. I. I. I'm always wary, matey boy, of the 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 Star Wars and Marvel comparison. As much as we, you know, you and I are both guilty of doing that. Myself uh, well, of included. It's, it's but... more TV. Compa- more for me. The point I was making was more that it's TV. You can put out more than one thing 
which is similar to something else or just more than one of one thing. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't think it will cause fatigue. We hear fatigue all the time. For me, I don't think it will be because I'm a fan who wants to see it. If they brought out Kenobi and Andor next year, dude, we're, we're living in a gangster's paradise if that happens. Imagine that. <laughs> if they That's don't, great. fine. But then they're going to have to bring out one of them with Mando as well. And then maybe another series. So it's also so that they don't want to have too many close together. I don't see why they can't spread out twice a year, but I don't know, man. Sorry, sorry, well, my friend, I, I interrupted well, you. N- no, no, no. Well, do you know what? I was looking at, um, I was looking at Stranger Things, mm-hmm. and Stranger Things is up there as being, you know, probably the biggest show of our generation. You love it, don't you? Um, I, I adore that show, but The Mandalorian is up there. If you do the research and the maths and whatnot, yes. Mandalorian has become one of the biggest shows. Uh, again, of this generation up there with the likes of Stranger Things. And, you know, when we think about it, the last season of that came out in, 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 in July 2019, Manny Boy. That's two years ago. And that series isn't coming out anytime soon. And now I think, I think it was meant to come out this year. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if that's still happening or not. I think that's coming out. It's coming out next year because they're doing post production at the moment. Um, and I don't know, Matty boy, I don't know. It just seems like it's annoying for the consumer from a Mandalorian perspective, but maybe it's good to have this breathing space too. Of course. You know, and I'm, I'm not one for, I don't want like what Marvel's done this year. And, you know, we've got a Star Wars series. Then we're waiting a few weeks. Then there's another start. It's like, no, no, no. I think it, I still believe that it works differently and i i i think actually just taking its time breathing a wee bit more can be better it's better for us as the consumer too i think <laughs> i think um and plus this marvel thing that's that's kind of like an experiment at the moment because i think disney's come out let me let me go on a little bit of a rant here mate. here we go here disney's we go. come out and said oh loki just come out came out last week it Oh yeah, our biggest opening for a show ever, breaking records. I doubt it. I doubt it. I I wouldn't be surprised, my boy, if that is some voodoo economics going on. That is some <laughs> playing. That is some fiddling with the numbers. There is no way. There is no way it it it's bigger than the Mandalorian season two. You can't tell me that. I, I Falcon and Winter Soldier, maybe. I don't know. It. I just. I find these things hard to believe. And I think with streaming, you have to be careful with your numbers and whatnot. Cause uh, you know, they're not public numbers. It's whatever mm, Disney net- oh, yeah. slash Netflix put out, you know, and they can do whatever they want because at the end of the day, why can they do it? Cause they're publicly traded. They're not going to come out and say, yeah, Loki's done rubbish. They're mm. never going to do that with a film at the cinema. You, you're always getting the reality of the situation through ticket sales because that's public. Yep. So, all you can measure uh, uh, essentially is subscriber numbers. So there's probably some maths there that they're doing. There's some some sort of algorithm where they're like, yeah, we've had the biggest. No, nah, mate. No, nah, mate. Um, I'm going off on one, but you, you get my gist. Um, <laughs> Fly those mate, off. I'm off on one. Mandalorian season three, like you said as well, I think they'd rewriting some stuff, Matty boy. I think so. I really do. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they have gone back to the drawing board. Cara June. Ranges of the New Republic issues. They mm-hmm. are story issues. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was, uh, I think we've mentioned this previously, it was all meant to be this kind of interconnected TV universe. Yes. And now suddenly 
it's like you've got a table, right? And you've got four legs on the table, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Rangers. You've taken away a leg. Well, the table can still stand, but it's a bit wobbly, man. It's a bit wobbly. You need to figure out where you're going to put the weight. You're not going to put the weight of the table all on that corner and let it fall over, are you? Where the, where the leg's missing, you're not going to do that. You're going to now distribute it differently. So I can't help but feel like that's what they're doing. And I'd rather them do that. I'd rather them do that. But I'll tell you one thing with that video, just going back to the original point, Matty boy, mm-hmm. that video, Pedro Pascal, he had a lovely <laughs> facial expression and energy when, yeah. you, when Ewan was like, so you're doing season three. Pedro was like nodding quickly like yeah 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 yeah. we're doing that we're doing that you know whenever i hear pedro talk about the mandalorian it's nothing but positive vibes and energy. Oh, for sure that's nice to see right that's nice to see so yeah it's a great see, interview mate. to watch as well they talk they speak about what they're up to and ewan's work on halston on netflix which is very good actually uh, but yeah it's a good series and i'd love to we'd, we'd love to hear your thoughts for me i think they can get away with doing a may release and a november release that's five months separated from each other for me that's enough uh, what 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 do you what does everyone think? Is that too much? Is that not enough? Would you like to see them crammed in? But yeah, we've got we've had some good news, uh, good news elements this week, shall I say? Some disappointing, some exciting, some you know, not gonna say controversial, but uh, giving us some food for thought. Uh, yeah. So, Lukey boy, out of everything we've heard, then what's the one thing we've just heard which you think? Yep, I'm happy with that. Oh, mate. Um what am I really happy with? Yeah, or the most interesting I don't know. part I, of that. I, I think the video uh, and the interview between Pedro and Ewan was just pure joy. And yeah. Ewan McGregor, who, and, and photos of Ewan McGregor, by the way, has just come out. Yes. Of him going to and from the Kenobi Cover set. his robe up. And even in this interview, like Ewan is stroking his beard like mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. And yeah. it's, it sounds so stupid, but he, he's just giving off such an Obi-Wan Kenobi vibe. Beard and the hair. So, it, that's really got me excited. That's got me really, really excited for this project. Um, I think taking, taking your time to make sure it's right, that's a good thing. Imagine if, Matty Boy, the rise of Skywalker, they said, you know what? We're not going to meet December. We're going to release this six months or maybe a year later. You know, this is before we knew about the virus. Here we go. We're not going to go down that black hole. But, you know, imagine if they said, you know what, we're going to get some things right. Or even if they didn't say that, even if they didn't say that, even if we, if, if in, in retrospect, we knew that they went back because they just needed to rewrite some stuff. They weren't happy with where they were going. I'd be cool with that, my boy. Yeah. I'd be cool with that. For anything which makes a product better, anything if somebody has the now to look at something and say, do you know what? We, we need more time on this. It's, it's accepting a flaw or an issue or a failure in the script screenwriting or whatever it might be. It's being able to look at something with the helicopter view and a, and a open mind to say, right, this isn't working. This thing that I've done and we've all worked on isn't where we want it to be. How do we resolve it? We're going to need more time. Let's be, let's just be honest about it. Let's not try and kid ourselves and put something out that isn't great or isn't where we, what we want it to be or up to the standard of, um, other things we've been doing, other products we've been working on, so projects we've been working on. So the season three delays, not bothered by. Obviously, I'd like to see it sooner, but I'd rather wait until we get something great. Liam Neeson, you, come on, man. Come on, Liam, you're coming back. You know, Qui-Gon's coming home. And the Andor casting news has got me the most excited, mate, because I'm, I'm so up for that show. But all it's done, mate, 
it's like I said, things are heating up now in the galaxy. Hello, this is Ahmed Vest. I am Jar Jar Binks in the prequels of Star Wars. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, which is probably the UK's best Star Wars program. Things are heating up in the real world. Things are heating up in the galaxy. So when things heat up, we were rushed to the pub garden. And the Essex Falcon has pulled up outside our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. Luke, shall we? Oh, let's do it, mate. Yes. Each and every week, for those new or old to the show, we sit down with the greatest listeners in the galaxy, you guys, and we have a couple of Kef beers and get your thoughts on our main discussion. Uh, and on the socials this week, we kind of wanted to know your thoughts on the Mandalorian Season 3 delays, and we got uh, the standard awesome responses, didn't we, mate? Oh, yes, we got some spicy responses across social media. And to kick us off are these bunch of sickheads. Uh, Just Plain Ken said, not a big deal. Book of Boba Fett just wrapped and I believe Obi-Wan is still filming. Do I want Mando season three? Hell yeah. But with that being said, I'd rather the production take its time than rush out something that won't measure up some pure mm-hmm. wisdom there can and i think that's kind of like what main boy would we, we would discuss it you know? it's pretty much uh, yeah pretty much so so lara uh familiar name don't think we've spoken about her in a while uh, said losing cara might have set them back a bit which is understandable it all comes down to the double p poor planning pee pee i think they learned with the sequels and they know that they're better off taking some time to carefully reevaluate the story and give us another incredible season as opposed to just abruptly rewriting the script around cara's absence to give us a mediocre season mm-hmm. love yep. that laura there's some logistical stuff in there to think about too because with films you need to meet that deadline but with with streaming wee bit more flexible wee yeah. bit more flexible uh andreas blom sent us this spicy voice message let's hear it my boy hello there matt luke and fellow sessionists andreas here i'm honestly not very worried about the silence in regards to mandalorian season three. First of all lucasfilm is clearly working hard on getting shows out we know of three in what active production or post-production, Book of Boba Fett, Andor, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's no way that one of their most successful products ever, The Mandalorian, is being abandoned or put on the back burner. Now, perhaps Gina Carano's departure changed a few things, perhaps the story is being adjusted, but either way, I have no reason to distrust the creative process of Filoni and Favreau. I also have no reason to think that Disney will let their most successful show just fizzle out. Plenty of Star Wars in the pipeline, and I'm confident that we will see Din and Grogu soon again, probably after a bit of a time jump. And a time jump is always easier to embrace when there's actually been some actual time since we last saw the characters. So anyway, those are my thoughts. Stay sane, stay safe, and may the Force be with you. Love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. Andreas mm-hmm. sending us that. Our, our favourite Swede who lives in Washington. So not our favourite Swede, because <laughs> we have a few Swedes that listen, but he's our fa- he's our favourite Washington State-based Swede. Or no, he's in Oregon, isn't he? 
He's in the States. He's in the West Coast somewhere, <laughs> right? He's in the West Coast. I think he's in Oregon now, you know. Um, there we go. But no, some wisdom yeah. being spat there by Andreas. Thank you so much, mate. Yeah, good chat. Cheers, Andreas. Uh, moving over from Sweden to Denmark, my buddy, um, buddy of the show, Anders Holmes from the Holmes Movie Podcast said, probably waiting until the volume is done being used for the Kenobi series. I think it's nice that they've had the time to develop the third season storyline. Excited for the Boba Fett show. Nice that Robert Rodriguez has apparently directed multiple episodes, and I'm excited for that too. Spot on, Anders. Uh, Matthew Chitty said, having to rework Cara Dune character has clearly caused him to rethink plot lines, and given Rangers going to star her was going to star, uh, the overall plan must be needing work. I also think mm. with the amount of Andor filming, they're clearly already doing elements of season two. Now, I hadn't thought about that, but it's a huge production on Andor, and that would make some sense there Matthew that they may be actually incorporating parts of season two in so uh, good shout I hadn't heard that one before uh, and finally the girl with the Vader tattoo what a name she offered I personally think they kind of wrote themselves into a corner they lo- then they lost Gina Carano and now maybe two seasons is all we're going to get I had the feeling of finality and honestly where is it going to go they centred the entire show around Grogu and now Grogu's gone and they can't do a lot with Luke or they're going to break canon so my thoughts are, you know, it's done so. I hadn't thought about that. So we've got the usual kind of differing opinions there. Uh, Matthew Chitty offering some production wisdom, but the girl with the Vader tattoo, dude, you think, she thinks this might be it. And season two, we've all said, you know, it feels like it could, it could have been a series ending episode. So uh, mm. something to chew on there, mate. There's the, it, I, I get I get where she's coming from, you know. I think that's a really, really good comment. But what I will say, uh, Matty Boy, is that, you know, the Darksaber, the Darksaber and the right to rule Mandalore, that does add a bit of complication because where do you go with that? Maybe yeah. it is a different show. What are you going to call that? The Mandalorians? I don't know. Yeah. Like, Darksaber. Right, right. So I, I feel like no, it's definitely happening, mm-hmm. especially after Pedro Pascal's uh, uh, passionate nod. Yeah. <laughs> I was just nodding, by the way. Um, but no, it, 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 great point. Really, really cool point, and it, in, interesting. It's important to get all of these different opinions, you know. Yep, yeah, it's just something to make us all worried and happy at the same time there. So thank you everyone who sent in uh, qu- uh, comments there or voice messages. If you didn't hear yours read out on this week's edition of The Band, Tina, do keep sending them in each week on our social posts and we'll do our best to get you in on a future edition of The Band, Tina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be... So good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Yeah, Best. that's right. It's the spiciest part of the Butterbutt Bantina, and it, it, indeed the show is the Patreon section of the Butterbutt Bantina. Uh, Matty Boy, are you ready for the filth? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do are it. you ready? for the departure of the spice train into hot spice town all right that's good that's what we like to hear uh, to kick us off in the uh patreon section it's robert lawson our friend let's hear his voice message 
Hi man Luke, uh, Rob Lawson here, back at the pub again with Alex Fitton. Uh, promise I'm not as lit this time, I won't be giving you all the kisses as much as I'd like to. My question for June is whether you think that Omega or an Omega pattern clone is actually Ray's mum from The Rise of Skywalker. All we know is that they're both blonde, but there is a suggestion that Amiga may be Force-sensitive, and this will feed into the um, cloning of Palpatine and Snoke. Let me know what you think. might be a long shot, but there we have it. May the Force be with you, always. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love him. I love and Rob. Boozer. He's such a king. It's a great little question there. Some mm-hmm. Bad Batch, you know, is Bad Batch setting up these major storylines that affect the Skywalker saga? May boy, what are you thinking about Rob's question there? Uh, shout out again to Alex Fitton, uh, who's becoming a regular in the band scene for the last few months. Uh, and yeah, well done. Thank you for getting into uh, Spirit and Being Method with your question, actually going to the pub. And sending us one. If all of our patrons could go to the pub and send a question, it'd That's be much a good appreciated. Point. Yeah, that is a very good point. We don't even go to the pubs uh, for the Bantina each week. We probably should do. Um, well, right, upon first listen, Rob, I thought, right, this guy's been on the beers. He's been on the boozer. You know, he's been necking some back. Omega, Ray's mother, come on. Because um, it, it reminded me of when people said, Kira is Ray's mother. Uh, Jin Erso's Ray's mother. So, oh, please stop. Uh, but then when I'm listening back, I'm thinking, yeah, well, they got Jodie Comer in. Wonderful Jodie Comer. Blonde, Omega, potentially, probably, Force-sensitive. But sadly, we know that, and this isn't a me thing, this is just fairly widely reported, that it seems like they're trying to uh, fit that square pig into the round hole in terms of a lot of the storytelling ideas from The Rise of Skywalker, whether that be in TV, like The Mando, or potentially Bad Batch, in their line of comics coming out, or whatever, trying to make sense of what happened so when i hear when i think about it like that i suddenly think you know what it's not as far-fetched as it seems i still think the idea is uh i I think it's a no-go from me because the film set up that the palpatine's son was a strand cast was a clone so himself so the idea of palpatine's weird clone son failed clone then going to jacku and just finding like the clone strand cast of another clone Firstly, just saying it makes my head melt. This makes my brain just give up. But it, it, if, if they turn around and said, "Oh, we know Palpatine's clone son just ended up finding the final like descendant of the last clone," I no, just don't, please. Honestly, I think the idea is um, fairly interesting, but I have no faith that they'd be able to set that up and make it work. And do you know what? Also, I think it may just make that um, the galaxy a little bit smaller. I'm happy with. Ray's mother just being, you know, uh, somebody from Jakku who met a guy who just happened to come into the spaceport one day who just happened to be the cloned son of the most evil man ever. That, fine, just leave it at that. Don't try not to muddy the waters. However, the more you, it's not uh, it's not a wild idea, I don't think. And by the sounds of it, Lukey Boy, you're, you, you, you think there's something to this? or No, do you know what? No. Uh, <laughs> next. <laughs> well, you were like... Do you think there's something? The way, the way, no. kind of, the way he approached it, I thought. I thought, oh, maybe you've uh, maybe you've got something here. You're going to surprise maybe, me. Maybe maybe I have been convinced. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, well, let me take a little bit of a real world because I agree with you, May Boy. You know, we we don't want to make the galaxy feel super small. You know, and yeah, I'm always worried of that. And you know, the creators, the current creators of Star Wars, should 
definitely be uh, wary of Dude. that. Um, <laughs> Amiga is a clone, right? She is a clone of Boba Fett. Boba Django Fett. Fett. Django, Django Fett. Yes, Jingo. sorry. sorry. Jingo. Um, <laughs> she's a clone of Django Fett. She's um, a legend. And, uh, right. So Django Fett is played by Tamara Morrison. Tamara Morrison is Maori, yep. right? New Zealand Maori. Yep. And uh, the, the Ray's mum, what's her name again? Jodie oh, Comer. Um, thank you. Uh, like British white lady. The Scouser. Right? She's a scouser. Yep. So I feel like yeah, that's personally, I feel like that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I, not only that, I just don't think the, this story warrants it. Like it's not, it's not justified in any way that would feel like shoehorning just like with the Rex and Endor thing. Get out of it. Mm-hmm. Get out of it. I don't care what any book or thing says. Rex was dead. By Return of the Jedi. <laughs> uh, Fel- Filoni himself has said he's still alive, and Filoni is yeah, the king of Filoni- changing canon now. Filoni is wrong. He's not alive. <laughs> you can't he's argue not, with Dave. Uh, he's not alive, mate. Come <laughs> on. He's a clone with accelerated aging. He did it. And he's, as we just saw in the Bad Batch, matey boy, he's one of the first generations. He's getting like Omega says, wow, you're getting. You're getting wrinkles. What's it been? It's only been a few years. And he's starting to get wrinkles. Yes, because he has accelerated aging. Yeah, tough paper round. Yeah, tough paper round. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I just... No, get out of it. But anyway, back to the Amiga thing. I just think... I, I just don't think that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. right? And I don't think that it's needed. So you've kind of got a canonical explanation to that and and also kind of like a real world answer too uh, and i hope that makes sense yeah <laughs> that's no. my answer but it's a good question rob and we we encourage those kind of questions because they are fun and they're fun they're just fun to ask at the end of the day right yep. so yep. Yeah. it's we love a bit of speculation on this and obviously the uh, michelle ang uh, another great actress she voices omega um she's she is uh, she has dark hair so but you can you know so much you grew up she had dark hair Get Michelle Ang in instead. She's great. Um, so thank you for that, Rob. As per usual, we want to hear what everyone thinks about that. Who out there is on Rob's side? Is it, well, who's on their Rob's line of thinking potentially that Omega could be Ray's mother or a descendant of Omega could be Ray's mother? Or do you think, nope, never going to happen? Let us know and let Rob know. Uh, and Rob, we want to know actually what you think. You've asked a question. What's your answer, mate? Um, moving on, let us know what you think about this next question as well from Luke Summerfield, the King of Wales. He said... <coughs> He said, okay, if George Lucas had all the technology that he had for the prequels when he made A New Hope or Star Wars back in 77, would it still be as popular as it is today? That's the, the, A New Hope. Because those additional scenes George added really don't add anything to the movie, and some would say, or cheapen it. Think about the Jaws effect where the shark was not working properly, which led to a better film because less was more. And remember, Palpatine loves a good sequel session. So, uh, Lukey Ooh. boy, uh, Luke Bly... What do you reckon, mate? This is something I've thought about a lot. Genuinely have. Um, so I'm so glad Lukey Boy asked it. But back in 77, all this text available, tick, from that they had in the tick. prequels. And the New Hope is produced in the vein of the prequels. Does mm. it take off still? 
It's a very good question, Lukey boy. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very good question. We love to see it. Um, okay, in short, in short, I don't think they would be as a, be as popular because, mm-hmm. like you said, Lukey boy, with the jaws thing. I think when when you're put in a position where you need to innovate out of necessity, you know, as opposed to luxury, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always lead to a better product or a better piece of art, you know, so on and so forth. So I do believe that. I do. And also with the technology thing, uh, or with, especially in regards to the Star Wars, the original Star Wars, um, it, it was more, it was better because there was collaboration. Yep. And George was almost in places, you know, really helped, you know, and, and guided, you know, whether it was his wife at the time. Uh, Ralph Macquarie with the designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's say, I, 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 yeah, I can't see it being as good. I just, I just, I just can't. I think the magic there is also the cornerstone to the original film is the acting and the chemistry between the the actors. We know for a fact that the actors and Ewan McGregor was talking about this earlier on our uh, uh, show in his interview, right with pedro or his discussion with pedro Mm -hmm. he was saying it was really difficult to act in a huge room that was either green or blue and that was it you know and i don't think these actors would have thrived in that environment particularly because this is the first one this is the first film at least with the prequels there was some kind of idea of the star wars vernacular Mm -hmm. style architecture design because it had a whole original trilogy as reference you know for the first one you don't have that so i think there's there's tons of reasons lukey boy to to basically say no i <laughs> I, I, I i i don't think i don't think it would have been as successful matty boy your thoughts mate i'm i can't wait to hear them because you said you've been thinking about this well yeah and it's, it's more to do for me with the attitude of it because is it George Lucas of 77 or is it the 1997 George Lucas or 95 when he's working on special editions? Because if it's, if it's 1977 or, you know, mid 70s George Lucas and he has to take available, I think he does a good job with Star, with Star Wars, with A New Hope, because he had, he did what he could with the tech available then and look what he gave us. Um, and the, the reason those films work, certainly A New Hope as well, was because you know, they were groundbreaking for the time, and they still look great now. Look at the opening scene with um, with the Tantive V4 being um, harassed by Vader's ship by the Super Star Destroyer. It just it still still looks great now. Um, so if it was mid seventies, George, I think the films look good, and I think the films do well because, like you said, the collaborative effort, and that was one of the things I do think about is the famous quote you've mentioned many times recently saved in the editing room and you've got Gary Kurtz there as well helping pull the strings and everybody else there as well uh, and everything kind of came together to create this wonderful product and I think with those guiding voices I think it, I don't think it would have been as successful I, d- I generally don't if you had the same tech I don't think it would have been as successful because there is something about the way that A New Hope was shot the use of those practical effects um and that tangibility that like you said the fact that the mark carry harrison and all were on set they could re- they could react to what was going on um, like the little dying ogre you know that somebody's just un- somebody's got their hand under the water lifting the eye up on a puppet or something like that 
and like but they yeah. can see it in that and it's it's there and uh, like like you mentioned the viewing Ewan was being very polite there it's basically his way of saying i really didn't like working on the prequels it, the the process of working on them he's come out and said so many times he's he, he's proud of the films they made and obviously he loves will love working as obi and on star wars but you know he just hated pretty much working with green and blue screen he said that so many times over the years but um so i think they would have done well but if it's the not mid 90s george lucas who went back to tinker and the whole more is now less approach almost that he did with adding so many do-backs in with adding, adding like poop jokes and all that in i don't think it does as well if it's that george who's un, who's un, off the leash i wouldn't know i had no idea what he'd give us back then because we know what he wanted to do and he still couldn't do it in the mid 90s so uh I can only imagine what he would have given us. So I don't think it would have been as successful if it was later George Lucas with that, if, if he had that mindset in the seventies, but I think up and coming George coming off American graffiti, I think he could have given us a good film with better technology. And I know that's going to be heresy to some yep. people. It's a classic yep. film for a reason, but I, uh, I don't think it would have been as big either way because you know, the fact that it is as big now, it spawned everything, including this podcast goes to show that, it's not really much you can do to improve that original original effort, is there, mate? I mean, it's a funny one because we we also something that maybe I didn't take into consideration is Avatar. Mm-hmm. I don't think Avatar is that great. It's all fine. right. It's fi- yeah, that's it. The it's, the HUD so the, the Hudson is fine. fine. It's fine. It's all right. I don't remember any of the characters' names. Everyone went to see it because it was different. So there's always that to take into consideration. If it was, Star Wars would have been the first of its kind, and it, it was anyway. So mm-hmm. there's that to take into consideration. So it would, like Matty Boy said, it would have done well anyway. But I don't think we it, w- it would have been the special thing that it is today. So um, yep. great question, though, Lukey Boy. Yeah, man. Very deep. We love it, mate. Another good talking point. So, Robert, Luke, thank you so much for your Patreon questions. Listeners, let us know your answers or your thoughts on those. Uh, we're going to be back next week with another load of Patreon questions, but I think we're our time here in the band team is over. Barman, sorry about the mess. Sorry, sorry for you, though. We're going to be back again this time next week for another couple of Kef beers in the band Tina. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Game! That's right, it is the game. Uh, Every week we end the show by doing our spicy game, and this week is my turn to host. Uh, Matty Boy, are you ready to experience your sessions game this week whenever you're involved mate i'm always up for this well play the music matey boy because this game is called the impressions for successions (laughs) (laughs) uh matey boy you have to do some impressions okay? okay this this is big you know there could be some some uh talent scouts listening to this mate so do your best we're gonna be doing the actor and then the character so first we're keeping it on theme eh, boy liam neeson and qui-gon jinn let's hear your liam neeson impression 
they 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 don't have they don't have enough. They don't have enough. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I heard I heard uh, you and McGregor uh, oh. saying he he was in a show, but no, I haven't been approached. I heard. I heard. You're not hurt. You're McGregor. Uh, not to McGregor. offend our international listeners yeah. too much. <laughs> I heard McGregor. he was in that show. <laughs> <laughs> you had a pat noodle. Pat noodle. Um, no, that's all right, okay. mate. Well, okay. I'm going to give you a tick. Oh, thanks, mate. Our uh, focus determines your reality. Oh, there we go. We this is there. We go. Is this the Qui Gon impression? Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> oh, well, because that's what's next. I mean, do, give us a bit more Qui Qui Gon. Um, what does Qui Gon say? I can go <clears throat> as he got stabbed. Um, <laughs> what else? What, is, yeah. what, is, what else does he say? Um, the que- I'll take the stabbing. <laughs> the, queen, the queen trusts my judgment. Um, well, well, I don't. Uh, what, what else does he say in that film? Um, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. The ability to speak does not. It's kind of because he, he's doing an impression of like a kind of neutral English. It's accent, kind of like a it? bit of like an Obi Wan esque impression as well. Like a right. kind of, not it's not an Alec Guinness takeoff, but he's he's putting on a bit of an English twang, isn't he? Right. No, you're you're definitely right. Definitely right. Which okay, I'm going to give you a tick yes. for Qui Gon. Up next. Give us an impression, my boy, of our dear, sweet Ewan McGregor. Oh, my God. Um, uh, haven't you got Scottish blood in you? Isn't your family uh, Yeah, I do, but I, I can't do a Scottish accent. Let's have a look. How, how does he speak? Um, what, what does he say in his interview with Pedro? Oh, oh I, heard you, I heard you were doing uh, Mandalorian <laughs> season three. <laughs> season three. Season three. Mardar- oh, is he? Mandalorian. Oh, he is he? He's, he's uh, yeah. <laughs> He's Robbie Coltrane in that spy show thing he did. Um, yeah. I can't, how do, how, what else does he say? Um, he goes, oh, Pedro. Oh, Pedro. <laughs> Three in spotting was a long time ago now. Yeah. All <laughs> right, mate. Irish I'm, I'm going to give you a hyphen because I'm not sure on that one. <laughs> I'm going to give you a massive not, slap in the face. <laughs> it's not a cross, but it's not a tick. Oh, uh, mate. Uh, what about, give us an Obi-Wan, mate. Give us an Obi-Wan. Give us a cheek. Um the negotiations were short. Another happy yeah. landing. Yeah. Hello there. It's <laughs> so easy, isn't it? It's so easy to it's do. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. I have the high ground. Have you have you heard the remix? That? I have yes. the high ground. Yeah, I have the high yeah. ground. Yeah. You underestimate my power. Yes, very, very good. Very funny. Sorry. We love it. All right, then. Uh, last but not least, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, right. Slash Saul Guerrero. Can you give us a Forrest Whitaker impression, please? Forrest <laughs> Whitaker is um, this is going to be tough because Forrest Whitaker is a he's got a streetwise voice and I can't do an American accent, so it's Forrest Whitaker. Um, oh yeah, you so <clears throat> you some kind of Jedi? You some kind of Jedi? Um, what else does he say? <laughs> That's not bad. What does he say? What else does he say? Uh, you some kind of Jedi? <laughs> I won an Oscar for uh, Last King of Scotland. Uh, my name's Forrest oh, Whitaker. Yeah. I like it, mate. Yeah. I like that. Well done, man. That was really good. I weren't expecting that. And now, of course, Saw Guerrera, the man, <laughs> the myth, and legends. Give it to us. Booty, look. Gago pilot. Local boy, huh? <gasps> One tends to lose one's mind. Bogonics. It's very good. I'm going to give you triple ticks for that. <laughs> triple yes. ticks. A plus Forest Whitaker. See me after class. Cash me outside. Yeah, I like it. Thanks, well mate. done, my boy. That's it. Simple one. Short, sweet, and 
I I think you did the successions of the impressions. So, thumbs up. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? I think that was so good. Yeah. We can't have a we show about to... the Dandelorian. No, we had to get that in. <laughs> yeah. Come on. No, Come good on, one, mate. mate. Usually you do the impressions, so it makes a change of tact. So, uh, thank you, fan. I hope, I, if, if I hope everyone's still listening isn't totally offended by uh, those impressions. But, yeah. Nice one again, Lukey boy. The game! Another success. And I'm also asking, please send us your uh, audio files if you lot doing impressions, because that would be hilarious. I mean, great to listen to. So we want to hear your Qui-Gon, your Obi-Wan, and your Saw Gerrera. You never know, yes. we might play them on an episode coming up soon. Send them in. Do you know, do you know what I, I have to say to that is uh, do it. Do it. Yeah, that's it. Well, what we are going to do is we're going to do one. And we are going to leave you now. That is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions, episode 119. Man, I remember when we did the 100th one. We were 19 weeks removed already. The fun doesn't wow. end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're going to be there, Star Wars Sessions. Uh, drop us a voice note. We love voice notes. We love emails. We love messages. Send them to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Yeah, we're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, you're going to find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. We're on there. So if you do have a spare minute or so, please do consider chucking us five stars a good review over there and on apple Podcasts and everywhere you can do one helps us grow gets more engagement in plus we just like hearing from you guys each and every week yes give us an apple podcasts review if you're an apple user otherwise jira storm's coming annie lady is gonna slap your mum in her sleep <laughs> um and please <laughs> tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell forest whittaker tell your ewok tell your cousin the more the merrier their castle spicier yeah? yeah tell margaret towner the actress who played jira in star wars episode one the phantom menace that this is the podcast that she and you are looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always Luke, 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 Gullet, uh, Punk and Dow. <laughs> <laughs>